Julie. And I'm Lisa, and we are Two Sober Chicks. Thanks a lot for joining us on our podcast of love. We welcome you back. We are grateful for you. Yes. Well, happy Pride Month. Thank you so much. We have a Pride Month here in Toronto. I think they do in most. Really? Well, maybe not all Pride cities week. in Canada, but Pride being... Um, a celebration of the LGBTQ community and uh, being able to be out, being able to have human rights recognized, uh, still not for the entire um, population. The trans community, we still have a long way to go for them. Um, and it is a, it is an upward battle, but I have been around long enough to, I marched uh, for gay marriage rights so and That's now right. and we have those in Canada, but there was, I was around. There was a time, yeah, I'll be that old when we did not have the legal right to marry, and it yeah. wasn't that long ago in the United States when they didn't have the legal yeah. right to marry. So that is true. Yeah. So things things change, but they they need to change through work and through discussion and, and through, through kindness, and kindness, open mindedness, good conversations, good listening. Yeah. Good communication. We are all children of God and we need to treat each other as such. Yeah. And I think you and I are a good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Example of two different communities coming together and yeah. talking openly and listening and yeah. Yeah. I hope we're a leadership example of that. Good ambassadors. Yes. Of loving kindness. So... In honor of Pride Month, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you if you experienced um, differences between the sober community, LGBTQ community, and the sober non-LGBTQ community, because I certainly have experienced and noticed differences. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for, for me, as a gay woman, um, there were both good and bad reasons or things about going to an LGBTQ meeting. Of course, when I first went, I wanted to go because, um, not just because there, I was going to be around queer people like myself and it would be more comfortable. It was more about, oh, I wonder if there'll be any hot lesbians there, <laughs> <laughs> which is the wrong reason to go to a meeting. That's called 13th stepping. Yes. Don't do it. <laughs> of alcohol. But I learned everything the hard way. Um, yeah. So that was not the right choice. Um, and so f- that could be a temptation. So um, why would that be wrong, for example? Why would that be wrong? Why would it be wrong to go shopping for a mate at an AA meeting? Well, I think especially if you're like uh, newly sober, <laughs> you have nothing to offer. Um, you're not focusing on the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. You're not putting your sobriety first. You're putting your pussy first. and <laughs> Or your dick. <laughs> or, your di- or whatever, or whatever. Is there. <laughs> Um, yes, and you are thinking about uh, your ulterior motives, not the motive of how yeah. can I get well. Yeah, um, recovery should be yeah. your intention for going to a 12-step meeting. Yeah. It's not wrong to want to be with someone in recovery. No. But it's wrong to use a meeting as your own personal dating service. Yes, it's not a dating app. AA it's is not, not a grinder. matchmaking service. <laughs> <laughs> no, Although, it should not be. there are some... I checked them out years ago. Apps and websites for people who are sober and seeking companionship. Yep. So that's pretty awesome. It is. Yeah. I love that. Oh, because in the dating world, you know, I remember when I was on a, uh, a dating site and I struggled about, you know, I don't drink. And you, 
everybody who you you would talk to, oh yeah, I don't drink either. Maybe three to four drinks a week. <laughs> well, that's drinking. Yeah. That's actually you're drinking. I mean, I don't drink at all because um, I didn't want to be with somebody. And then what you find out is three to four drinks is actually twelve. And <laughs> yeah, I used to get so irritated because it was always the front and center on my profiles that I didn't drink, mm-hmm. and guys asking me if I wanted to go for a drink, and I'm like, you fucking idiot! You didn't read Clearly, the profile exactly. You just looked at my picture and wanted to take me out. Yeah, like no. I and I if I also reiterated that I'm a teetotaler, which actually a lot of people did not know what that meant. I'm mm-hmm. just like I just don't drink. Period. Mm-hmm. But you're right. There's always a and I think it's like with men in height on dating profiles, people in drinks is not an honest assessment of the actual situation. No, no. So yeah, that's uh, I guess the the number one reason why it's a bad idea is because you're not putting. AA first. You're not putting your sobriety first. And going to an AA meeting looking for a date is a t- total uh, self-seeking move, right? Self-seeking, self-centered. You're not thinking about anybody else but yourself. Yeah. Getting your needs met. I know my sponsor said that um, there was a time in his life where he chose a meeting where like the general populace of the meeting was nobody under 70 except for him. So <laughs> that was a good place for him to go. Well, it's safe. I remember a speaker one time. I cannot believe I just pulled this from the recesses of my memory. I was so offended. And he said this at a treatment center. He got up and he said, listen, you're not going to find a Ferrari in a used car parking lot. And I remember thinking, he did not just say that from the podium. (laughs) Like it was his, like he is in recovery and is basically insulting himself. Yeah. I thought it was pretty awful. (laughs) trying to think if there's another way you could look at it though a ferrari look maybe look at it like (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna be good (laughs) maybe look at it like um well when we first come in we're a fixer-upper we totally are right but after we do the self-work we work on ourselves internally we develop a spiritual way of thinking and a way of living we become the ferrari yeah no but to refer to all, uh, like, AA as a used car parking lot. I, that's kind of gross. But. He also ha- has a little bit of money and status. So it was coming off yeah. horribly arrogant and self-righteous. Yeah. We have um, a couple or several couples in our home group of longtime members that are married or partners mm-hmm. um, that are wonderful, wonderful people. There's one couple in particular that I actually absolutely love. I don't look at either of those two as used cars. They're both Ferraris. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's right. But I understand the sentiment. Yeah. Um, so as for LGBTQ meetings, though, um, our group is not uh, defined as LGBTQ, but it had like, sort of the little uh, secret handle of the gays and the grays because it had more. I was more... going to say, I think we're about yeah. 50-50. Yeah, an older population and then a lot of the LGBTQ community were there. And I remember when I first came to that group, I had so many hugs and so much love mm. from the gay men in the group. Because um, I think my my, my favorite my second meeting, which was a discussion meeting at St. Clement's, I opened my mouth and probably started to cry immediately because um, it was my third kick at the can, right? And I was coming back and um, yeah, and just love, lots of love. And you get that, I find you get that a lot because I believe that the gay men uh, are more vulnerable and they're more open. And also in men's straight heterosexual guys defense, it's safer for a gay man to come up and give me a hug, right? Yeah. Than a, than a straight I man. Well, there are several men at our group, 
gay men that I can have a long, lingering, wonderful, affectionate hug and a kiss. I will not be doing that. Right. I'll hug some men at our group. But it's a very, as a straight woman, there is something very safe and warm and loving and nurturing about a big ass hug from a gay man. Yeah. It's beautiful. My sponsor, who's a guy, who's a straight guy, has a gay male sponsor now and is attending a, I think it's a gay men's group, um, because he wants to learn how to be more vulnerable and open. Is it the responsibility group? I'm not sure which one he's going to. I love to. that group. It's Tuesday so nights. So many queens. So good. I tried to, I said, do you want to come over? I'll cook you a steak for your birthday on a Tuesday night. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, I already have plans. I'm like, oh, that's great. Are you and your girlfriend doing something? He said, no, I'm going out to a meeting with my gay sponsor and then I'm doing my fifth step. Some fucking birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best birthday he's ever had. So, um, yeah. Was that? I find from my perspective, there's a lot more um, community, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Like in the LGBTQ meetings, everybody goes out after for like yeah. something to eat or a coffee. And our group or the groups that I go to that are not in the queer community, it's like everyone just goes home. There's one in Toronto that I know of. It's called PPG. I've never been to Primary Purpose. Yeah. So this one, they actually, it's a, its part of their secretary's announcement at the end. No way. We're all going to, I don't know what restaurant it is, but they're all going to a restaurant after the meeting. Oh my God, I would love that. For those who would like to come. And it made me think, wow, we should offer that. You know, it, we do tend to run home at the uh, at the end of a meeting. I'm guilty of that too. Yeah. I've, uh, that's why I think too... Um, I will say that the Church Street group, they were great for that. Like that community, the group of um, sober people there, almost always went out for coffee or brunch after every meeting. Then again, it's a Saturday meeting. So if you're in the gay hood, in the gay neighborhood, you hear Church Street, that's what you know. The gayborhood. Yes. Um, So if you are a Monday to Friday, nine to fiver, that would be perfect, right? So I think too, the reason why we don't have a lot of socialization after the meetings is because our meeting is at eight o'clock. It ends at nine o'clock. By the time cleanup's done, it's 9.30, So, and it's a Wednesday night. So depending on, um, you know, for me, I work shift work. So whether or not I have to work the next day or not. Yeah. Then that would change my mind about fellowship. But see, and we have created our own fellowship with our small group. We will say, mm-hmm. hey, the four of us, let's get together. The five of us, six of us, let's get together. Before and the meeting. Before the meeting. Yeah. So we'll go out to dinner and then we'll go to the meeting. That's a nice night too. So like we talked about in an earlier podcast, sometimes you have to act as if and you have to make it happen. Yeah. Our little small group, too, is hitting the road in three... Is it three weeks we're going to Dr. Bob's? Yeah. What's the actual date? Do you have 24th the actual... or 25th. Okay. So our little tight sister group, which is me and my bestie and Lisa and her bestie, yeah. we're driving to Dr. Bob's and we're going to have a road trip and an overnight we're staying in a house, an Airbnb... Oh. In Akron. Luxury. 15 minutes from Dr. Bob's house and Lisa came up with this brilliant idea of maybe interviewing a few alcoholics coming out of Dr. Bob's house. Yeah. Hear their story. Do you have the actual date on your phone that we're going to <laughs> Are go? Are you stressed about it? Well, no, I'm thinking that um, if we put it out on the podcast now, maybe one of our listeners lives in Akron, Ohio, and they might show up on the oh. porch and be interviewed. Um, I thought that'd be great because I know that when we first went, um, it was my very first experience going and it is a, it's a wonderful moment. 
um, because you're in the rooms where Bob and Bill actually took the first newcomers to do their third step so prayer. Bad. And uh, yeah, it chokes you up a little bit. It's yeah. it's exciting. Um, this is a real piece of history, and I hope that it never gets lost. Um, it's donation when you go in, and uh, it's really incredible. You really get a, a piece of the history. Yeah. And then you're in the actual rooms. So it's amazing. So we sat on the porch and we did a podcast there. Was it last year? Last or two? year. Last year. Yeah. And so this year will be there'll be four of us on the podcast. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to interview anyone who wants to talk about their experience of going in the house for the first time. Yeah. Maybe someone will want to talk to us. Well, we will be there on the 25th and the 26th. Of June. And it's also of June. It's also Founders Weekend in June, isn't it? Whoa. Oh my God, I hope we're not there on Founders Weekend. That's going to be crazy busy. I'm actually Googling right now and Founders Weekend is because that is like when thousands of alcoholics descend on Dr. Bob's house yeah. and that would not be super enjoyable well, to me. Well, there'll be a lot of podcasts though. A lot of people being interviewed. We could just set up a table on the sidewalk with a little lemonade stand. <laughs> Maybe we can make some money. Oh, thank God. It's, not that weekend? No. It's June 7th, 8th, and 9th. Okay. Founders, it's the Founders Day. weekend. Yeah. Founders whatever. Okay. 84th anniversary of Alcoholics Anonymous. Wow. And then <sighs> World Pride. World Pride? World Pride is, is coming up. That's in, in uh, 2020. Really? It's a year away. From, Where's that? Aren't we going to that in, Det- in Detroit? Oh, do you mean the AA World Conference? Isn't that? Yeah. Did I say World Pride? Yeah. I did. Yes. Oh, by the way, I'm um, getting the two months confused. We have an LGBTQ committee in AA here called the Gratitude Committee, and mm. during Pride Week, they set up this like I don't know what it's called, sober space, safe space. It, it's yeah, it's I forget what it's called too. Safe Pretty space, cool. sober I think, space. Yeah, they so it's any, amazing in the community or outside of the community really but who's really outside of the community um, that wants to go to pride but is worried about all of the partying has yep. this space and it's got music and it's got places to sit down and people to chat with and it's super cool and I had not heard about it in AA I didn't know anything about it I was going through pride this was several years ago probably about 10 years ago and um, and I did not want to go to pride that year because I did not know how I was going to be able to go to pride and not drink and uh, my partner at the time really wanted to go, so I went, and I was dreading it the whole time. That was back when I was not good at setting boundaries, and I was, you know, other people made choices for me all the time. Um, and then I stumbled upon this space, and I said, I'm just going to go over there and sit there oh, with those cool. people. And they had some music, and they had entertainment. Uh, they had water. They were handing out bracelets or something oh, like cool. that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was nice. And, um, and there's lots of people, it's all volunteer. So people from AA volunteer in the gratitude committee, and it is your safe space in the sea of <laughs> booze and partying that is yeah. around you. So definitely, in if you are going to pride. In chaps. That's <laughs> my favorite part of pride. <laughs> Only for some reason, the straight dudes do not have their asses out, and I don't like it. No? Well, no, maybe you should bring some. <laughs> Maybe if you brought them as your date. It's like every time I'm at a meeting at our home group and a new guy walks in and he's just like drop dead gorgeous. And I go over and I'm like, hi. Oh, like then he starts to talk and I'm like, fuck, why are the, all the gorgeous guys all gay? <laughs> so not fair. <laughs> so not fair. Mm. Yeah. Such is life. Just the way it is. Mm. 
So he's out there somewhere. He is, Julie. Somewhere over the rainbow. You want to bring out your guitar? I got a guitar over there. If I you want see to, that. Yes, if you want to sing and serenade us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, come join us. We're going to be in mm-hmm. Ohio, and uh, maybe you'll see us at a sober space at the Pride Toronto event. Perhaps. I know. My wife wants me to go. I wasn't going to go to Pride this year because they don't invite the police service. But um, <laughs> but I'm still gay, so I have other reasons so, to go. Yeah. So. I guess I'll go. My wife wants to go. Maybe we should take our little show on the road and go to the sober space. <gasps> oh my gosh. And broadcast from there. That's we should a good idea. we should do that. I know several people on as probably you do yeah. on the gratitude committee. So let's see if we are Okay. I'm gonna be there. So see if you're gonna be there and okay. uh, we'll figure out a laptop to bring. See how we plan this just on the fly? We forgot we're actually Extreme doing a show right now, but this is what happens. It's just on our brains and it comes out our mouth. So yep. and we appreciate that you listen to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for your listenership. Probably because we don't charge you for it. So <laughs> it is a free podcast yep. and a free act of service and love on our behalf because we love everything recovery. And we just hope that If you join us for 10 minutes or 20 minutes on a podcast or two minutes, that you get something out of it. Mm -hmm. And it helps you stay sober for another 24. Thanks a lot for joining us. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And this has been Two Sober Chicks.